Welcome to the Tenant Law Podcast, where we talk about new, interesting, and or important legal cases affecting New York City tenants. First, we give you some background so you have the context to understand the case we are discussing. Then we talk about the case itself. And finally, we explain why the case is important and give you our tenant takeaway. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and today's case is about tenant harassment. It is a fairly recent case in the New York City Civil Court housing part in Queens. Usually I give you the name of the case on the pod. This week, I'm not going to announce the name because it's a very sensitive case and I don't wish to cause the parties any further exposure, although the case is public record and I will put the name of it, the case in the show notes. All right, so let's get down to the context. Today we're talking about tenant harassment in the legal sense of that word in the area of housing in New York City. We're not talking about harassment in the common parlance like, hey, stop harassing me, I'll clean up the kitchen in an hour. The New York City Housing Maintenance Code creates and defines a private right of action for tenants against landlords for harassment, and it's a very precise definition. I'm going to read really quickly. I know that's not great, but like I always tell you guys, the law is words. So just stick with me for two seconds. The term harassment shall mean any act or omission by or on behalf of an owner that causes or is intended to cause any person lawfully entitled to occupancy of a dwelling unit to vacate such dwelling unit or surrender or waive any rights in relation to such occupancy. So harassment is the landlord doing something or not doing something with the intention of pushing the tenant out of the apartment. And then the statute goes on to give us examples. One is force or threats. That's pretty obvious. Then repeated failures to correct hazardous and or immediately hazardous violations of this code. So HPD violations, which are categorized as B violations are hazardous and C are immediately hazardous. Commencing or uh, commencing repeated baseless or frivolous court proceedings against a tenant. Removing the front door. Yes, that's actually on the list. And you're going to see in a moment, unfortunately, that that it belongs on the list. And then there's a catch-all. Anything that substantially interferes with or disturbs the comfort, repose, peace, or quiet of any person lawfully entitled to occupancy of a dwelling unit um, that's cause, that causes or is intended to cause the person to vacate. So now we have our stage set, so let's get into today's case. Now let's get into today's case. Tenant was a woman in an apartment in a four unit building in Queens. So a small building in Queens with a 13 year old child who was ill. And in the course of the events that happened in this case, she had a baby. Tenant was represented by a free legal services organization. And these are the things that she was able to prove at trial occurred. The windows in her apartment would not open and shut properly. The bathroom window was nailed shut and the window in her 13 year old son's room was boarded over. Her hot water was turned off at times. Her electricity was turned off for a month. Her heat was turned off at times in the winter. She had to buy her own space heater and she was enduring temperatures below 50 degrees. She has a picture of her thermostat at 49 degrees. Her refrigerator did not work. She had to go out and buy her own mini fridge. 
Garbage was piling up in the building common areas. She needed extermination. She had to pay for that herself. Her water was turned off. She had to hire her own plumber. In fact, she hired a couple of plumbers who could not get access to the basement to get the water on. When the heat came back on, it was unbearably high. The leak from an apartment above caused a partial ceiling collapse in the subject apartment. The kitchen sink would not properly drain. All of this forced tenant to temporarily move out at times. And the landlord was telling her all along he wanted her to move out. At one point, the landlord kicked in her door to her apartment. The police were called and the landlord was arrested. Now, tenant proved her case by putting in the following evidence, HPD violations. There was also an inspection report from the New York City Housing Authority because the tenant is a recipient of Section 8 benefits, so they have jurisdiction there too. Text messages between landlord and tenant, the police report, a fire department report, pictures, videos, and the order of protection against the landlord. At the end of the trial, the court found the landlord guilty of harassment and imposed a civil penalty against him for the violations of a fine of $9,000 that would go to the city. The court also gave the tenant $1,000 in compensatory damages. Those are damages to pay her for her extra costs of the stuff she had to pay for. The court also gave tenant a $5,000 punitive damages judgment and awarded the legal aid attorneys their fees. So this terrible case gives rise to some very important tenant takeaways. But first, let's get the housekeeping out of the way. This is not legal advice, and I am not your lawyer. But because I am a lawyer, this might be considered legal advertising. If it's legal advertising, it is so very bad, because I'm asking you not to contact me. This pod is not a commercial for me or my law firm. This is simply the podcast that I always wanted to make. Email us with your questions to answer on the podcast. The email will be in the show notes. I won't be announcing your name, but I'd love to say your New York City neighborhood that you're from. If you like our work, please give us those five stars and pass this on via your social media. You might not need this information today, but somebody else might. So it's time for the tenant takeaway. Tenant takeaway time. Okay, first, let's be clear about what is not the takeaway. I'm not saying that all landlords are evil. Most landlords of small buildings in the boroughs like this are good people who work hard and understand that owning multifamily real property is a privilege that most people will never get. And they understand that with that privilege comes the responsibility of spending the resources and gaining the expertise to keep the water flowing and the heat on and the power on. This landlord clearly did not get that memo. So to the real tenant takeaways, I thought this case was important to share because this tenant is a hero to her children and her community and should be celebrated because in the face of incredible adversity, she did not back down. Just think for a minute about even one of the conditions that she endured. Imagine you go home tonight to your apartment and the power's off. It's not a citywide blackout. Your power's just off. But you don't know why it's off and you don't know when it will come back on. You can't charge your cell phone. You can't make an emergency call. You can't turn on a light. You're in the dark. Your refrigerator that you had to buy yourself is off and all your food is spoiling. 
You have two kids, one of whom needs to do his homework for tomorrow and he can't turn on his computer. He can't play a video game with his friend. Maybe he's scared of the dark and you have a baby. You need to give your kids baths to get them ready for tomorrow. It's just dark and you're powerless and it's awful. So today, and that's just one condition out of that whole list that this woman endured. So today we celebrate this tenant's strength and the skill of her lawyers in triumphing here. I get a lot of emails from tenants in my practice and they start with the words, my landlord is harassing me. So look, if you're paying $6,300 a month in Manhattan and your closet door is sticking and your powder room sink is draining slowly and you saw a water bug, those are bad things. You work hard for your money, you should get what you pay for. And this tenant's terrible pain doesn't negate your discomfort for your conditions, but, but you're not being harassed. Or if you live in a nice free market loft style apartment in Brooklyn and your skylight leaks a little when there's a downpour and the central air was off for 24 hours one day last summer when it was 82 degrees, that's not good. But you're not being harassed. Harassment is a real thing that still exists and happens to real people. And it's not happening to you if you're in a generally nice apartment with a few conditions. Having said that, on the tenant learning platform where I produce a great deal of content, we have for 100% free, we're not even asking for your email. We have an online on-demand class that's 100% free about how to get paint jobs and repairs in your, in your New York City apartment. It comes with a 39-page booklet and eight video lessons. It talks about the HP process, which is what this woman was going through in this case today. And also, if you're rent-stabilized, it tells you all about the DHCR route to your remedies. So by all means, assert your rights. That's what you should be doing. But that doesn't make you the victim of harassment if you have a generally nice, safe apartment with a few conditions. And that distinction is actually valuable to understand for the following reasons. If God forbid you're suffering from conditions in your apartment and you take all the proper steps to get your repairs and you still don't get what you're legally entitled to and you end up in court, it really helps to understand the context of the judicial forum you find yourself in. The same judge who's hearing about your skylight and your half bath and your master bedroom closet door also hears this tenant's case from the case today. So putting things in perspective can be incredibly useful, both from an emotional point of view and from a strategic point of view when you're looking for a result in a courtroom. Too much outrage sometimes undercuts an otherwise perfectly valid position. And there you have it. Remember, New York City, the law belongs to you, but your ownership of the law is only as great as your understanding of the law. So let's learn to live better. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and this is the Tenant Law Podcast.